0: From our first reading The Lord is sworn by the pride of Jacob Never will I forget a thing That they have done I don't know about you But there's more than a few things that I've done That I sure hope the Lord will forget Lord, I want you to erase them from your memory if that's possible. So when God says, never will I forget a thing that they've done, it grabs my ear because I want to make sure that these things that so grieve the Lord are things that I'm not doing. So here's the question What is it that stirs the Lord to speak so passionately? And the answer, my friends, is it's enlightening. The answer is economic injustice, economic exploitation of the poor. The prophet begins by saying, Hear this, you who trample upon the needy and destroy the poor of the land. Economic injustice grieves the heart of God. It grieves the heart of God. So what kinds of things is he concerned about? First thing it tells us, is those who have so great an itch to make money that they can't wait until the religious services are over and done with so that they can get back to business, back to making money and exploiting the poor. Economic profit is more important to them than the worship of God. Secondly, those who are engaged in trade and falsify weights and measurements so that the buyer gets less than what he actually paid for. They're cheating. The buyer paid for a pound, but the seller gives him two-thirds of a pound, and the surplus money, he stuffs his pocket with it. And third, instead of placing respect for human dignity at the center of their economic dealings, isn't that, that's a striking way of thinking that our respect for the dignity of every human being is governing how we deal economically. And instead of that, Concern for others' dignity is driven out by this drive to amass power, the kind of power that money can buy. And so the prophet talks about buying the little guy, the marginalized ones for silver, the poor for a pair of sandals, because that's all they're worth in your eyes. And so in the face of this kind of economic activity, it is the poor who suffer the most, the simple people of the world. Folks like this are most vulnerable. And when it happens, it so grieves God, this trampling upon the most vulnerable among us, so grieves God, he says, I won't ever forget what they've done. What's that tell us? Those poor folks, they matter to God. Those who cannot fend for themselves. Those who are vulnerable to being preyed upon by the powerful My financial predators they matter to God and He keeps watch over how they're treated. And if they're exploited or taken advantage of, God keeps records. (laughs) He files it away in his memory. Because a day is coming when the defender of the poor will call the whole world to account for how it treated the little ones of the world, the needy ones in the land. And what a day of reckoning that will be. I have to tell you a story here. I had a man come to the church office was pastor of a parish some years back. He said he was behind on his bills asking for financial assistance. I asked if he would bring the bills in so that we could review the situation together. He agreed. He asked if he could bring his wife along. I said, Yeah and his wife arrived the next day very plainly dressed. Clean, but clearly poor. And very, very simple people, minimally educated, unsophisticated folks they explained that they had moved to our area because the wife had an ailing stepfather and they had moved up to take care of him and the stepdad had just died recently and after his death they started getting shut off notices for one of their utility bills If I recall right, it was the electric bill. And I remember them saying what they were being charged. They said, no way, Father. We use as much electricity as these bills are saying we do. They're charging us in the hundreds. They thought the company was out to get them. So they came in with a stack of bills in their hand. They gave the bills to me to look over. First thing that I did was to organize the bills by date. The oldest bill first, the most recent bill last, and as I said, there were several of these bills. And as I examined the bills, it became clear to me quite quickly what the problem was. For some months, not a single bill had been paid. And the couple said, oh no. They said, we're sure our ailing stepfather, before he died, was paying the bills regularly. This was a financially responsible man. But I said, well, the bills are showing a different story. And so, I decided to take them through the bills one by one. So let's say the first bill the charge was for $25. The next bill comes. The $25 charge from the previous month is transferred right to the new bill. Payment received zero new charges, whatever they were, total. We examine one bill after another, each telling the same story, fresh charges, no payment received, new charges for the new month, and at a certain point, along with penalties, for unpaid bills. The problem was straightforward. It was cumulative debt. As we went through this exercise in my office at the conference table, I wish I were able to describe the response of the couple as I was trying to explain to them what was happening with their finances. Their eyes were glued to the papers on the table and their heads were bowed. You would have thought they were eating. Their heads were bowed so close to the table watching the movement of my fingers as i tried to explain and point out what was happening with their bills and when i as i finished they simultaneously both the husband and the wife they looked up at each other in amazement As though light had just dawned. And then they turned from looking at each other. And they turned to look at me. And the wife says. Father. We didn't know how to read all this stuff. At which point. Tears. This happens to me every time I tell this. Tears came to my eyes. I had to do all in my power to fight back crying in front of this couple. I could have spent 10 minutes weeping at that moment over their vulnerability, because if you don't know how to read your own bills, the money-hungry world will walk all over you. Now don't we know that's true? A money-hungry world will take advantage of you. These are the people that the Lord is concerned about when he speaks through the prophet Amos. But something more came back to me in reflecting upon that afternoon in the office. It's a story a Christian teacher had told. He said he had a vision one day in prayer. And in his vision, he saw himself at the pulpit, like I'm standing at the pulpit now, the ambo. And he was preaching and teaching. And he says in this vision, he suddenly became aware that eyes were on him. You know how that goes? You can kind of tell that somebody's looking. And he says that when he turned to look, he saw Jesus. Watching him, listening to him as he preached. And in the vision, the eyes of Jesus Christ were fixated on his mouth. as though Jesus was listening to every word, weighing, evaluating, judging everything this teacher said in order to determine if he was being true and faithful to the gospel. And this this teacher, this preacher said he never forgot it. It put the fear of the Lord in him about what he said when he got up to stand at the pulpit. And what the Lord is saying through the prophet Amos is that in all the world's dealings with the poor, the vulnerable ones, the little people of the world, God's eyes are on us. And he watches every move. He examines, he evaluates, he weighs how this world deals with those who are most vulnerable. Because, my friends, the poor. Have an advocate and a defender, and his name is the Lord.